This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Facebook is no stranger to regulatory scrutiny, and it's under the microscope again, this time over the potential mental health impact its platforms, including Instagram, have on children. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET social media reporter Queenie Wong. Welcome, Queenie. Thank you for having me. It's been quite another hectic week for Facebook. <laughs> it has indeed. Uh, and it, Facebook has, has is no stranger to appearing before Congress over and over again, uh, and it was back at it this week. Uh, talk a little bit about that and, and sort of you know, who testified and what really prompted this, this latest session? So what was interesting about this hearing is that it wasn't Mark Zuckerberg who appeared. It wasn't Adam Missouri, who's the Instagram CEO, but it was Antigone Davis, who's Facebook global head of safety. And she really sort of drawed upon the fact that she was a former teacher, um, that she's been a teenage girl herself that she's also a parent. And this hearing really stemmed from these leaked documents being provided to the Wall Street Journal. And one story that really resonated with lawmakers from both parties is an article about how Instagram knew that their product is, the headline said, toxic for teenage girls. And it cited a bunch of data. It talked about how uh, teenagers go on Instagram, they feel a certain percentage of them feel worse about their body image. They see content about eating disorders. Um, Some of them actually link their, they say their thoughts of suicide started on Instagram. So after that report came out, a Senate subcommittee said they would be holding the tech company accountable. Um, and so they're hearing, starting these series of hearings to think about legislation. And that's kind of where it all sort of kicked off. Got it. And, and you described the session as heated at times. So I don't know if you could talk a little bit about what that back and forth looked like, well, you know, what the Senate was grilling Facebook on and what Facebook said about all this. So Facebook sort has pushed has sort of pushed back against the characterization of the research. Um, there are several times during the hearing where Antigone Davis said, "This is not bomb bombshell research. This is not causal research, and we strongly disagree with the Wall Street Journal's characterization and that there are a lot of positive." impacts that come from Instagram, such as being able to connect with your family and friends. And lawmakers didn't really sort of buy that mm. rhetoric. Um, they were sort of asking, like, how could this not be bombshell research? There's a percentage of teams that say, you know, their thoughts of suicide um, started on Instagram. 
there was a comparison to Facebook to Big Tobacco um, and that Instagram is sort of the first cigarette that gets them hooked really early Mm. onto social media and that like Big Tobacco, they have a bunch of internal research that they were trying to hide, which is what, you know, Facebook and Instagram say that they they disagree that they were trying to hide this research. Yeah, I think the last thing you want is to be linked to Big Tobacco. Um, and I can imagine the, the pushback was, was pretty aggressive. Uh, there was also an exchange about Finstas that was notable. First of all, because I'm an old man, can you explain what Finstas are and why they came up in the hearing? Yeah, so Finsta, um, Antigone Davis sort of explained this. And I think this term also um, caught on after the hearing because there's this video of Senator Blumenthal asking, will you commit to ending Finsta? And it sort of makes it seem like Finsta is some sort of product that Instagram has control over. But Davis pointed out that Finsta is actually sort of slang for fake accounts um, they're like they're secondary accounts created by a user to post, I guess, more either frank posts or different types of. There's rumors that celebrities have finstas, for example, like secondary accounts um, that aren't their public facing real accounts. And this came up in the hearing because Senator Blumenthal um, says that kids are creating these secondary accounts to evade detection from their parents and that Instagram is profiting from these finstas. He, he kind of got it right in the beginning of the hearing, but then during questioning, uh, it, it, the, the video sort of made it seem like maybe he didn't really understand what a finsta was because it, it, it portrayed it as, you know, finsta being some sort of product that, uh, Instagram had control over. I hope that made sense. Slang for fake, you know, slang for fake accounts. It's it's right. a secondary account um, created by a user for, you know, which in this case lawmakers say is being used to evade parental detection about what they're really doing on social media. Yep, yep. Uh, so this also all comes amid Instagram saying it would pause work on a version of its app for children. The timing is a little suspicious. I know Facebook and Instagram have been pushing back against some of this research, but um, is it a coincidence? I mean, what do you make of that? I think they're seeing at this point that there's so much pushback from the Wall Street Journal report um, saying that Instagram is toxic for teen girls and that the concerns have really heightened since then. And they... I mean, this sort of has happened with other Facebook products as well. The more pushback they get, the more the company will step back. And I guess it's reached a point of um, the scrutiny has reached a point that's sort of high enough that the company has said, "Okay, we need to to pause this project. And they said Mm -hmm. they would listen to, you know, experts and lawmakers and gather more feedback before they launch it, because it's not going to be a popular product if there's uh, so much scrutiny over it yeah i mean do you think that product will ever see the light of day just given the scrutiny given the the uh, pressure that it's under now they've the instagram ceo and antigone davis haven't committed to 
ending the project. So mm-hmm. I think it's entirely possible because Facebook already has uh, messenger kits. So they already have a product that is geared towards people younger than 13. Yeah. Um, and they say that, you know, there are um, kids on social media that are lying about their age and that this would give parents more control over what their kids are doing on social media. So they seem to to think there's some benefit to launching this product still. Um, because they've already done it in Messenger Kids, I think that right. it's still possible they would do something similar for Instagram. Yeah, it would feel, would feel a bit tone deaf to launch it now, so I get why they're pausing it, and I'm curious to see if they do actually end up following through with this uh want to switch gears because ahead of the hearing you had a story looking at how self-harm and suicide content made its way through social media despite its best efforts give me a sense of how big a problem is because it is tied into this whole discussion and debate about the impact of you know the mental health impact on our children yeah so um one concern that parents have raised um and there was actually a really tragic case in the UK where a 14-year-old girl had, her name was Molly Russell, she took her life and her dad, Ian, went on her social media accounts to sort of find answers about, you know, she she didn't seem to have a lot of mental health issues. She, he even said that he, she didn't seem to use social media all that much. Um, but he went on her uh, social media accounts to sort of answer the question of like why why did this happen and what what was going on in the mind of his teenage um, daughter and what he found was these self harm um, you know sometimes memes encouraging suicide that she was looking at and so mm-hmm. I was curious how easy it would be to still sort of find the images that parents like him have been concerned about. And when I did some basic searches, you know, for self-harm and suicide, um, it was kind of troubling, like, how easy it was to f- still find this type of content and how many different forms it comes in. Like, sometimes it's a video or sometimes it's a illustration. Um, there's just so many different forms this content comes in, and it seems like these companies don't really have a firm grasp over enforcing their policies against promoting and encouraging suicide. It's not like you put a lot of effort into running these searches, right? Like these came up fairly easily, correct? Yeah. So on Instagram, I mainly just searched for self-harm and suicide. Self-harm, that search is blocked in a lot of social networks. Um, Mm -hmm. Twitter doesn't even block results for self-harm. They, they, put some of the tweets over there's like a sensitivity um sort of it's basically like an overlay so like when you see when you go through the search results the media is marked as sensitive so you don't see the the graphic image up front um but not all of those tweets were marked like that so i encountered some really graphic you know bloody gruesome content um and TikTok was a little um, more, I guess, difficult to find this content, but it it was coming up in different hashtags outside of suicide. And 
self-harm that teens were using i don't want to say the hashtag here because i I don't want want to spread it um but you know there was there was a sound that ticked i i i showed tiktok and they pulled it down because the sound basically told people to mark on an illustration where on their body they've harmed themselves um so a lot of the content that i bought to some brought to the attention of some of these social networks, they actually came back and said, yes, uh, this does violate our rules. Um, but there were questions like why, why it took me to bring it to their attention for them yeah. to take it down. And on Instagram, there was even an account that all the account posted was suicide and self-harm illustrations. And there was more than 170 images and the account was up for two weeks before it was even pulled down um that was that was off before i informed instagram though beyond you know informing them and beyond them you know sort of accepting that this was content they should have taken down have you said anything else about this and the fact that they seem to be doing a pretty poor job of uh patrolling their network and making sure some of this content doesn't get through um They've sort of pointed to some of their statistics um, that they've released publicly, like how much of their content gets flagged by AI before it's reported by a user. So what I found was only sort of a small sliver of, you know, it's from what the data that I've seen Facebook and Instagram release, it's it's millions of posts about suicide and self-harm. Um, but the fact that it surfaced so high up in the search results and was so easy to find is still pretty troubling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what's what's next in all this? Like you, you mentioned that the you know yesterday's hearing was really sort of a start. Like what what's the next move? So there's another hearing next week in which the Facebook whistleblower. I'm assuming that lawmakers are talking about the person who leaked the documents to the Wall Street Journal is scheduled to testify. And lawmakers have also said they're not only asking these tough questions to Facebook, but other social networks too. So I think, you know, in the coming weeks, we might see other companies outside of Facebook come to testify before this issue because it's not something that is solely isolated to Instagram and Facebook. Got it. Yeah, clearly this is just the beginning of this conversation. Queenie, thank you for your time. You can check out our story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.